Hello and welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas. And today, I just wanted to give you like a nutritional update. I was reading on the magazine recently about a study done um, that was really trying to see the relationship between the non-traditional diet, the grain-free diets, or grain-inclusive diets that are kind of like non-traditional, like the, the small batch, um, private label, boutique type food versus the traditional um, you know, nutritionally backed um, other diets. And there was a this, uh, this big study, and most studies, by the way, are retrospective studies when it comes to trying to find the directly if there's a relationship between heart disease, dilated cardiomyopathy, where the walls of the heart thin out and the ventricles enlarge, and the um, diets. And so, of course, in 2018, we had a big alert, and I think I've done a couple of episodes on that, where the FDA called for a hold on selling or, or caution of, of on the pet sector about um grain-free diets, especially uh, diets that contain peas or uh, legumes, because there was something about that that they thought was perhaps interfering with the absorption of taurine, even though the diets were uh, analyzed, analyzed in the laboratory and found to have sufficient taurine, but for some reason it was an absorbed or, or absorbed at the rate that you would want it to. And so some of those dogs had lower concentrations of taurine. Taurine is an essential amino acid for the heart function. And so, of course, then these dogs were developing dilated cardiomyopathy. Just recently, I diagnosed one of my good clients and friends, uh, Golden Retriever, with dilated cardiomyopathy. It's only a four-year, uh, two-year-old, four, three-year-old uh, dog. And he still had dilated cardiomyopathy, and he was on a grain-free diet. I switched her, and I started to do um, taurine supplementation because in previous studies, there was a very good chance that the disease will completely um, disappear if you put them on supplementation of taurine and change them to a regular traditional diet. And so I did that for my patient just recently. She definitely improved on the um, stamina and she's looked great. We need to uh, follow up with an x-ray and a echocardiogram. But I think we were, um, you know, very lucky that um, we were looking for a source of the cough and then we did the x-rays and then we found out. Um, but some people are not that lucky and they, they let this go for a long time and some of the changes may not be as reversible. But one of the things is that we didn't know is it, I read so many theories. One of them was that the, um, the uh, lectins that are con- in the beans, like the peas and everything, was interfering with the absorption of um, the taurine some of them were outright low in taurine. And really nobody got a really um, conclusive um, uh, result. So that's why there's been this gray area. Should we or should we not recommend grain-free diets? So 
I think that if your pet is in a high risk, like a boxer or a cavalier, King Charles Cavalier, those are really high in problems with um, heart disease. And so I would not do those pets just by principle. I don't want to go looking for trouble. But even all of these uh, pets in 2018 were not all purebred and they're not the traditional breeds that you would associate with the distant dilated cardiomyopathy. And this is why the cardiologists raised the alarm because they were seeing this over and over and over. Dogs that usually don't get this kind of heart problem, they were getting it. So I think that we have to know that if the diet has le uh, legumes like um, peas, or if he has potatoes and sweet potatoes, this last study uh, looked at potatoes and sweet potatoes, and they said if it was in the top 10 ingredients, they saw some relationship with it. They noticed that there was across the border, there were really improvements demonstrated in the echocardiogram, ultrasound of the heart, when they changed the diet back to a traditional one, from non-traditional to traditional. And they thought that subclinical abnormalities um, were seen, subclinical abnormalities were seen earlier if they were on a grain-free diet. So let's say it wasn't DCM, it was some, um, dilated cardiomyopathy, something else, but it shows up earlier in life and they saw it. So that was the latest study. Now, a lot of people from grain-free said, well, I don't want a non-traditional, I'm going to feed raw. And I, again, look back in my episodes because I've talked about raw diets and the pros and cons. And sometimes it's a great thing to do if your pet is an athlete and is a young pet under seven years of age and is a personality that would fire or um, metal. Those are the best personalities to eat raw. Um, so, or if they're battling cancer, it might be a good idea. But uh, it depends on many things. But one of the newer studies that I saw about feeding raw is amazing because there is a link between the dogs that are fed raw in the same geographical area. There's a rise in antibiotic-resistant infections. Yes, you heard that. This is big. This was a United Kingdom uh, uh, study. But I think it could be something that happens here in the States. So there's a lot of E. coli and other bacteria that are becoming extremely resistant to one antibiotic. So they noticed that when the dogs were fed raw meat, raw diets, they were shedding in the stool these super resistant bacteria. And of course, it goes in the ground, it goes in the waterways, it goes everywhere. So in that geographical area, there was a lot of cases of human health with um, bacteria-resistant UTIs and bacteria-resistant infections, and they were identified as like E. coli or some other bacteria that is um, that was identified. They could do the genetic lineage of that bacteria and know where it came from, and it is actually because of all the antibiotics that the livestock is uh, fed, unfortunately. And that is um, the antibacterial, antimicrobial resistant bacteria in these dogs is causing a link to antimicrobial resistant infections in people. 
So not only do you have to be concerned about if your dog is cheat efficient, the raw diet might not be the best because you're actually taxing the chi, the energy, the life force, but also was the human health consideration for your family your, and not just even your family, the same area that you live in. If you live in a um, near um, retired community, that might not be the best thing to do. So just uh, some food for thought. I hope that you learned something today. And if you did, share it with a friend and hit the notification button so you can be on the lookout for the next episode. Until then, stay healthy. And remember that from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes. So you can be on the lookout for them. Uh, in the meantime, visit our Facebook page, the Pet Healer Podcast page. Uh, we also have a website, thepethealerpodcast.com, and uh, it, we are in most platforms, so you can uh, enjoy our topics. Thank you, and until next time, take care. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Information about this episode came from my book, Alt-Vet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic, and soon to be an audiobook, so look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvsinvictorets.com, osavets.com. There's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing. And our Pet Healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.